Hey guys, this is Lisa from NYC Gal Out. Welcome back to my channel. Okay, guys, before we get into it, don't forget to hit the like, follow, subscribe, leave me a comment. And if you have a chance, head on over to Spotify to check out a couple of my episodes on my podcast. It's NYC Gal Out. Okay, let's talk about Wendy Williams. Now, if you guys are into daytime talk show, guys, I have feud in the background is the Joan and Betty one where they are doing whatever happened to baby Jane. Anyway, getting back to Wendy Williams. So I remember when I was in high school um, and there wasn't any school on those days, I used to watch Richard Bay, Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones. Um, what else did I watch? Jerry Springer. The Maury Show. Like, I remember I used to love watching Jerry Springer because, like, everybody that came on to those shows were, like, trailer park trash, right? It was like, you know, my my father has been sleeping with my fiancé kind of things. And then I remember um, Maury, the Maury Show was always about, like, the DNA tests are in and you are not the father or something like that. And But Oprah always has celebrities and she always had like, you know, um, all this other stuff. I never really watched Wendy Williams because by the time Wendy Williams came on, I was already like, you know, I, I mean, at that point, I was already like in college doing my stuff, doing my things. So it was like, you know. I really didn't want to be home watching TV at that point. But Wendy Williams, a lot of people said that Wendy Williams was like the second version of Oprah. A, I wouldn't say younger, but she was more of like a... Um, whereas Oprah is kind of like, you know, you expect Oprah to have sit-down interviews with like President Obama or sit down interviews with like, you know, Prince Harry. Wendy Williams was somebody who was like, she she was into the tabloid gossip. She was like a Bravo fan. She would like be getting into like juicy gossips and front page, page six tabloid news about who's sleeping with who, who's doing what, who's filing for bankruptcy and all that other stuff. So, but again, I never really got into Wendy Williams because when Wendy Williams was coming up, I was already not interested in, um, daytime talk show. I, I mean, I don't know if that genre is still going strong or not, but I kind of feel like it peaked with the Jerry Springer show. It peaked with the Maury show and it peaked with Oprah. I, I'm sure there is still a genre for it because now you see a, a lot of celebrities having talk shows, whereas before you didn't, you know, before like these talk show hosts, I mean, they weren't at, because I consider like Drew Barrymore an A-list celebrity and she has a talk show. And before, like that would have kind of been unheard of, right? Because it was, I mean, granted, Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati, but like, you know, like who the hell knows who Jenny Jones is or Richard Bay or, you know, Ricky Lake. They weren't in the same caliber as somebody like Drew Barrymore, but like now she has a talk show, you know? So when Wendy William was coming up, I 
never got into her like that. So I never really followed her. Um, I did watch a few of her episodes. So I do know what her, like her, I do know what her like structure is. I know what her like whole schnick is and stuff like that. And she has that, how you doing or something like that, you know, um, which by the way, that's actually, everybody attributes that to Wendy Williams, but that's actually from Joey from uh, Friends. Joey from Friends was the one that was like, how you doing? So I, I don't know why like they attribute that to Wendy Williams though, but anyway. Um, so I do remember watching a few episodes where she would do like these hot topic segments about what's going on in like the entertainment industry. She had a lot of, when she got sick, she had a lot of guest hosts that filled in for her. Okay, so now what is going on with Wendy Williams? First of all, Wendy Williams is from New Jersey. She is from New Jersey. Her parents were, um, they had careers in the education industry. And then she grew up in a predominantly white suburban neighborhood. And because she grew up in a white um, suburban neighborhood, she kind of, uh, she said this herself, that she considered herself as a mutual woman who happens to be black. And she said that she never grew up listening. Like she did not have an interest in hip hop, R&B, rap, any of that stuff. Like she grew up listening to stuff like ACDC because that was like what all her friends listened to. And she also said stuff like, you know, she grew up basically talking like white folks do. I mean, I don't know what's considered talking white or talking black, but, um, you know, I'm sure there are stereotypes like that, where like, if you talk black, you're talking a certain way. And she said that, you know, because of where she grew up, she never talked black. I mean, take that however you want to take it. Those are her words, not mine. But um, anyway, so she started out as being um, a, a radio talk show person, kind of like... Uh, Duran Duran from like C100. I mean, if you listen to like morning talk shows like C100, then that's basically what Wendy Williams started out as. And she was like a shock jock kind of, um, not really in the sense of like Howard Stern, but hold on. Okay, there we go. Hopefully you guys could hear me. All right, so um, we're talking about Wendy Williams. So she was kind of like a shock jock, not really in the same sense of like Howard Stern. But, um, you know, she did get into like a lot of celebrity beefs for being very opinionated. She was on Hot 97. Um, she was like promoting a lot of her own stuff. I know she got in trouble with a lot of like radio stations because of her very opinion opinionated comments on air and stuff. Um, there was something that she did with a few artists where she put her two sets out there and, you know, it didn't really jive with the audience, with the radio station or with the advertisers. She went on to have her own talk show. Uh, again, very opinionated. She would like just talk about headline news. She didn't really like... You know, she wasn't really spilling any tea or anything, but she would just like 
kiki with the audience and you know she would talk about stuff that was like on page six on people magazine stuff that was already in the news and were already headlines but it wasn't like she was you know like she didn't really have like insider knowledge or scoop or anything and she also had like a lot of uh celebrity guesses and a lot of um bravo levity guesses and stuff like that well anyway um her health, there was questions about her health starting in the 2020s, right? Uh, she missed a couple of episodes and then her show was ultimately canceled because of a health crisis or something. Nobody really knew what it was. She said that she had Graves disease and then she said that, you know, uh, there was problem with her thyroid and she wears wigs and weaves because of her thyroid issue that it dins out her hair and then you know other stuff with the thyroid it could cause fatigue it could cause a whole bunch of things but um you know she always attributed to her thyroids or to graves disease or whatever but then in i think it was in 2022 wells fargo which was her bank actually froze her account where she wasn't able to withdraw any money but not only was she not able to withdraw money she was also not even able to like view her bank statements or anything and then one of the employees of wells fargo went to the bank or not to the bank but went to the court to basically um have her put in a financial conservatorship and it was based on Wells Fargo stating that, you know, they felt that she, you know, was basically incapacitated and mentally incapacitated or something and that she was being exploited or very likely being exploited and then her access was frozen. And first of all, I think that's so shady because like a bank employee should not be able to have that sort of have that sort of say um and and it was so many things she's spoken out about it too and this is all happening in New York City I feel like um you know and I really want to thank Britney Spears about this a topic conservatorship it really did not come to the forefront until Britney Spears and the whole free Britney movement made it headline news. Now, before Britney Spears, though, there was actually this woman named April Parks in Nevada. Guys, Google her, look her up. And April Parks was, uh, she had like this conservatorship agency that she just kind of like set up out of nowhere. And it was so easy for her to just get these, um, letters from like doctors or from MPs or PAs that were basically saying that this person has dementia or this person is, you know, whatever. And she would do this to the elderly. She would basically look up elderly people in the phone book. Um, and then, you know, if they have a nice house and it's like, you know, usually people who are elderly, they have a house with no mortgage in it, right? Because by then you're kind of like enjoying retirement and stuff. And she would basically, that's how she would look for her victims. And she would gen, she would then go to the judge. And there was this very problematic magistrate. He wasn't even a judge. He was like somebody that was like basically just appointed to oversee it. And then the judge that was overseeing this magistrate 
that judge got in trouble, but not really because they just kind of moved him around to like another location. And um, that magistrate that was basically signing his signature to everything, you know, he really didn't seem to get disciplined either. I think they moved him into like, um, you know, into family court where it's... Uh, He's overseeing like children, right? Like, so I, I mean, it's just, it's so problematic. I think Vanity Fair did like a whole entire article about it. It's a great read. And then Netflix made a movie based kind of on those events. It's called I Really Care About You or something like that. It's a Netflix original movie and it's starring um, that little person uh, from Game of Thrones um, the brother, not, not, not like the big, not, not the big handsome guy, but like the, the little person. I don't, I don't want to say, you know, I don't, I don't want to say midget or whatever, but like little person, you guys know who I'm talking about. If you watch Game of Thrones, you know who I'm talking about. But, um, anyway, he's starring in that movie and it's basically that movie is, based on real-life events of, like, what April Parks was doing. She was doing it out in Nevada. They eventually caught her. I think they caught her in Pennsylvania. She was, like, making a run for it. They caught her in Pennsylvania. She was sentenced to, like, 14 to 30 years, and that means that she needs to serve at least 14 years before they would even consider parole. Um, but it felt like if you read that article from Vanity Fair, it didn't even feel like that was justice because some of these um, elderly people that she really imprisoned, it like they died. People don't even know where the bodies are. Like it's horrible. It's really, really horrible. And it's just, it really shows the flaw in the court system, in the laws, um, and it's crazy that Congress does not make better laws to protect one of their most vulnerable um, demographics because the majority of people who vote are not actually not the youth. The, the majority of the people who vote are senior citizens. They're, they are the largest voting block. And besides from that, though, the majority of people that are representing our country you know, congressmen and senators are actually senior citizen age. So you would think that they would put this more as like their, um, something that they would want to advocate for. But you know what they say, nobody ever really thinks of their own morality. Nobody ever really thinks about like, oh, this could happen to me. And then it happens. Right. So, and you just have to be smart about it. But, um, Wendy Williams actually has had in place that her son, Kevin, has power of attorney. But for whatever reason, you know, it, it it's the judge did not give power of attorney to Kevin, even though it she has a power of attorney listing Kevin as her as her guardian. Um, and then her sister also was not giving guardianship. So now what she has is she doesn't have like a, she, she doesn't have the same guardianship that Britney Spears had. This is only a financial guardianship and it was a financial guardianship that was, that was petitioned by an employee of Wells Fargo. Wendy Williams has actually came out on like her Instagram and stated that this employee of Wells Fargo, that he actually withdrew 
$5,000 from her account to pay for a legal team to basically put her in a guardianship. How is that legal? It's like, it's so mind boggling. And that kind of reminds me of like, you know, the whole thing with Britney Spears, where she says that like, my money is paying for lawyers to fight me for my freedom. And that's basically what it is. So now I do believe that Wells Fargo has been removed from having any sort of um, financial say. So like now they're only operating as a bank, but she still does have a financial guardianship overseeing her assets. I don't... Um, I don't know who that person is because it's sealed in New York. And so in New York City, it's actually um, stuff like this. It is sealed. The only thing that really doesn't get sealed is like, it's like criminal stuff. But in New York City, anything with family court gets sealed. Um, anything with medical that gets sealed. Uh, like the only way that it's not sealed is if the party releases it. So like if... You know, if somebody from Wendy Williams' legal team or her people release, you know, documents or whatever. Here's the thing, though. The one silver lining, I don't even know if you would call it a silver lining, but the one silver lining is that this is just a financial conservatorship. She still has control over her life. And that's important. And the reason why I say this is important is because her fight is with Wells Fargo, which by the way, if you guys have Wells Fargo, like freaking legit, leave that shit. Like, no, go to Chase, go to freaking Citibank, Chase, what else is there? Go to Bank of America, go to like USAA, go to like your local branch somewhere. Yeah, like, and that that is so grimy. That is so grimy. Okay. Imagine a bank employee that has your money. And see that that really does like leave you vulnerable, right? Because these bank employees, they're the ones that are like opening up deposits for you, giving you your checkbooks, doing all this stuff. So they know how much money client would have. So you don't think that every single time you go to like file paperwork or whatever, they have access to all of that. They, when, when you're making a deposit, even when you get like your tax return and you get it automatically deposited into your account, any employee that works at your bank, they have access to how much is in your bank account. And I feel like this person is a bank employee. <laughs> like this is not somebody who was hanging out with her. This was not somebody who was her best friend. This was not somebody who was invited to her wedding. This was not somebody who was at her baby shower. This was not somebody who was at her family barbecue. Like, no, Mr. Wells Fargo bank employee, you were not in the, you were not invited to the Wendy Williams family barbecue. So it's like, the fact that he was even able to penetition, <laughs> like, see, guys, advocate for yourself, put safety guards in place. Nobody ever wants to think about their own morality, but if you ever make it big like that, and look, the truth of it is that most Americans are never going to make it big like that where anybody is going to try to fleece you. But if you should ever win the lottery, if you, you should ever become like 
a multi-billionaire or even if you should ever have like a nice home that is fully paid for you need to watch out for predators and vultures don't think that the world is a good place with good people no the world is full of predators you're either predator or prey right we really are no we are really like a very thin line removed from animals in the wild like legit like there's a very thin line that is separating us from wild animals. And that thin line is basically that, you know, we do have like critical thinking skills, hopefully. And even though Wendy Williams herself has set into motions things that were supposed to protect her, she still got screwed. And it wasn't even like somebody that was close to her that got screwed. It was like basically some bank employee that was just like, hey, whatever. And here was the thing. She she was able to successfully argue that, you know, Wells Fargo should not have any control over her like, like, because I, like, it wouldn't make sense. She's suing them. So it's like, how, how would they still be able to control her money? Right. So they did remove them from having any operational, um, say in her money. So they're only allowed to do transaction, but she still has a financial guardianship an unnamed financial guardianship over her. I think Wendy should just like release that name. I mean, look, you have to do stuff like that. If they're going to be grimy, you need to do stuff like that yourself because that's how you bring awareness to it. That's how Britney Spears finally got her freedom. She wasn't able to get her freedom for 13 years until she actually started talking about it, until she made the decision, you know what, fuck the embarrassment, fuck what people are going to say. I'm going to finally speak. She finally spoke in court. Everybody heard what the hell has been going on for the last 13 years. And that was really like that actually brought about a movement to like basically free her. This is what Wendy Williams needs to do. And she has been trying to do that. I think she's really going to, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked by this documentary. I'm glad that it is coming out. And that's why I say that the silver lining, even though it really isn't a silver lining, but the silver lining is that the conservatorship is only a financial conservatorship. So that means that she still has a lot of, um, she still has a, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but she still has some freedom. I mean, we should all be free. It's not like she did a crime. It's not like she committed any sort of crime where like her basic freedom and rights should be taken away from her. But when you're in a conservatorship that isn't needed or isn't warranted and you're placed in a conservatorship just because you have money or you have assets that somebody, a greedy person, an evil, greedy person would take. I feel like this level of crime is like no different from child molesters. You guys know how I feel about that. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So, yeah, I hope Wendy is successful in gaining her money back. That is crazy. But I also think that, like, you know, with this comes certain... Um, you know, it doesn't seem as restricted as what Britney Spears was under. So with that, like the silver lining is that, look, she's having this documentary coming out. She's able to speak publicly about it. There's nothing that's censoring her from it. And hopefully this documentary, more people are going to talk about how abusive the conservatorship 
system is. There is no oversight. There really is nothing that like people are able to get away with it for so long because there is no oversight. And I feel like hopefully um, this not only brings attention to it, but that she's able to access her money. That is her money. From six years old, all I wanted was to be famous. A lifetime two-night documentary event. Showtime. Executive produced by Wendy Williams. <laughs> Your boss is walking, everybody. Nobody can do it like Wendy. No one. People love Wendy. You are a star. She was in their living room every single day for 12 years. Yep, I guess that'll do. And that's what people responded to, her authenticity. And then at the peak of her career, she was gone. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready on you. All right, and away we go. Love you, Wendy. All I know is how to be famous. I really want to be back on television. You're going to be back on TV. That's yep. easy. My mom has done a great job making it seem like everything is okay always. Wendy, make sure you look here. One, two, yep. three. But in reality, there's something wrong going on. Did you see a neurologist to find out if I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I have to sit down again. She was put in front of a judge and given a guardian. That was when they took her away from us. I have no money. And I'm going to tell you something. If it happens to me, it could happen to you. As her family, we were all sitting on the sidelines watching. And she was crying out for help. Did you drink this whole thing today? Keep it there. Okay. Keep it there. My mom, she always talks about how she wants to work. I feel as though she's worked enough. She has people around who are yes people and allowing this to continue. Right? This is all too much. Go! Drive! I have no idea where we are. This doesn't look like anything familiar. I think she's losing memory. Have you guys noticed that? How dare him? I control men. I weigh one thirty-eight. Anybody could look at her and tell this is not just alcohol. There's something more going on. <laughs> I miss my family. I'll be there. No matter how many times somebody may fall down, you got to lift them back up. We all make choices in life. We all go through our challenges. She's still a person. How you doing? That's my sister. There have been random people around you stealing money from me, getting money, whatever the case may be. Enough. Can you tell me where your sister is? No, I don't know the exact location of where she is. I feel like the Guardian has not done a good job of protecting my mom. My life. My life. Right now, she's weak and vulnerable, and she needs to be around people who aren't going to take advantage of that. I have no friends. You know how many people come out to support you? You know how many people love you? No, I don't. Everything is going to be good. I know. I think that the guardianship system is broken. We are her family, and you tell me that I'm not capable of taking care of my sister. What would you do? What should I do? I love being famous. But family is everything. So good to see you again, Dad. It's good to see you, babe. Everything. Where is Wendy Williams? Um, and look, I would just, I would not even be putting money. I mean, whatever she's making out of this documentary, I'm assuming Lifetime is paying her something. Um, whatever she makes out of this documentary, like, 
girlfriend, I hope you open up an account with Chase or or Citibank or Bank of America or USAA or something. Like, don't be putting that paycheck that you're making from that documentary anywhere Wells Fargo related. Put that shit in like a new bank account. And here's something else. My other recommendation would be to not have all your money in one bank, right? A, a lot of people feel like, well, I've been doing banking business with, um, you know, this company for so many years and, and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. But actually something like this um, similar happened to Lindsay, the housewife historian. She talked about it with me on my podcast. I can't remember what episode it was, but um, they just like, I'm I'm not sure what happened, but PNC just like ended her line of credit and her line of credit was through her mortgage and they just like cut her line of credit. And it's crazy that um, banks can do that. So that's why you should not put all of your eggs in one basket. And if you're somebody who have like, you know, some extra income, my recommendation, I mean, it would be to like, if, if you if you are getting your tax return, and you know that you're going to get a few thousand dollars, have a bank account that is specifically just for, you know, tax return income coming in. Have another bank for bills where you're just like you're you're putting in you know limited amount every month or whatever and and that's just to pay your bills and whatever and then have another separate account for your savings or or CD or whatever it is you're doing cuz i think that is one of the problems right because she had all her money in Wells Fargo and i think a greedy employee was just like ooh look at all this money you know and yeah, I don't know. Maybe that guy got the idea from Abel Parks. Who the fuck knows? I mean, like, stuff like this has been going on for a while, but nobody really paid attention about it until Britney Spears made it into headline news. So, guys, I hope you will watch the documentary. It's a two-part documentary and is airing on Lifetime. If you guys don't have cable, um... Lifetime, the app Lifetime, I think they give you like a seven day trial period, either seven days or 14 days. Because you know how like some of these streaming apps, they'll give you like a trial period of like seven days, 14 days, some give you a trial period of a month. So if you guys don't have cable, I mean, just download the app and like, you know, freaking watch the watch it during the trial period so you don't actually have to pay for it um make sure you cancel it because if you don't cancel it they'll automatically bill you once the trial period ends a lot of people forget to do it um let me know what you guys think of the documentary i'll probably talk about it when it airs when it comes out there's also hulu's coming out with their part two of the housewife and the hustler which is erica girardi from real housewife of beverly hills it's going to look at it from her perspective and hear what she has to say about the whole tom girardi scandal and all that other stuff that's coming out uh, next week. So we're going to talk about that as well. There's a lot of stuff coming out. And then uh, Peacock 
is having a mini docu-series about Erica Girardi for her Erica Jane concert that she's doing for her Las Vegas residency. I believe it's six episodes, but I can't remember if it was six or three episodes, but that is completely separate from the Hulu documentary. So we'll be talking about that as well. And guys, I also, okay, so in the background, I told you I have few season one playing, which is uh, Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. And it talks about the dynamic with um, what happened uh, during um, my my daughter's like screaming and, and being over freaking dramatic. Like, oh, anyway, so I'm going to wrap up this really quickly. But I um, I'm really into the second season, which is Truman Capote versus the Swan. So I think I'm also going to recap um, this series, season one and two, but I'll do that in a separate episode. Okay, guys, I am going to get off and see what my kids are up to before they kill themselves. Bye.